which are what? Very good. All right. Omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent. And um, uh, they're actually the, the truth of that is found in many, many places in the Bible. You, you learn about the omniscience of God or the omnipotence of God. In fact, we're going to look at a story on Friday as we look at the subject of trusting the Lord or God is trustworthy. And it's uh, the story of David and Goliath. So we've been looking at some very familiar Bible stories throughout the week. And uh, the one we looked at yesterday, so oh, you already prepared it. You've already, you already know everything about it. But it was the life of Jonah. Um, and I, I just want to take a few minutes and kind of go through uh, some of the things that I shared with them. I, I was going to go on in Proverbs 3, but I figured I wouldn't get more than one point anyway since we were kind of late. Uh, so I, if you wouldn't mind, I wanted to bring out something that actually God brought to my mind as I was preparing this um, in a different sense. And you may hear a message on this later on. But uh, we're going to look at the life of Jonah. We're going to look at the story of Jonah, primarily just the first part, because in the first part, all the way to chapter 2, maybe through all, chapter 2, we see these three attributes of God portrayed for us uh, very clearly in the passage. Uh, so first, I want you to see in Jonah chapter 1, the first truth is God spoke, and that's found in the first three verses. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee on Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Now, we're not told where Jonah was originally when he first heard this message. We're not even told how he heard the message. Uh, we do know this, that uh, in that day, prophets had to receive a message from God different than we do today. How do we hear from God today? Okay, his word and his Holy Spirit working within to give us guidance, to give us understanding and direction. We don't need any more than the word of God today. We don't have divine revelation in that sense. But Jonah needed to hear from God. He needed a message from God, and God did speak. What was the method? Well, we don't know. How did it happen? We're not exactly sure. Uh, it could have happened in a dream. It just says the word of the Lord came unto Jonah. We don't even know where that was. Uh, some suggest maybe it was in Jerusalem. Uh, it is interesting, though, if you would look at, you know how uh, Israel is. You have Israel, you have the, the what, the Mediterranean. Isn't, isn't that, uh, that, uh, that is alongside of it? And you're all going to look in your maps in the back. What? It's not the Mediterranean. Okay, whatever. Thank you very much. I thought it was the Mediterranean, all right? But if you look at it on a map, uh, we got Jerusalem down here, and we have where sent Nineveh up here, and Jonah comes over to where? To, no, he, he comes to where? To get to Joppa, okay? To get on a boat. So if he was in Jerusalem, he comes to Joppa. All right, we're, we're supposed to be over here. We're supposed to be going this direction, but we go this direction. And then they don't even know where Tarshish is. I'm going to say it's all the way through my head, okay, all the way on the Mediterranean, almost way over. We're talking about, about as far as he possibly humanly could have been from where God wanted him to be. And so the message was, here's where I want you to go. And Jonah obviously went his own way. 
he was supposed to go preach to Nineveh. And, you know, we know the story. We know it so well. I, I, you almost hesitate to preach it and, and bring it out. But it's important to know, uh, to know why. Why did God send him? Okay, to preach, to preach, actually uh, cry against it. And, and why is it? All right, because, because these people desperately had a need. Um, and God cared about that. And what is ex was extremely challenging to me as I, as I went through, and it, it just struck me, you know, we often preach Jonah in the book of Jonah, but I, I think, and maybe someday you're going to hear it, I'm going to preach a message on Nineveh in the book of Jonah. Because really there's a couple messages going on. One is, there is a God in heaven who so loves wicked people that he was willing to send a prophet, his prophet, so that they could be helped and maybe spared. Because God doesn't like to punish people. It's a powerful message, isn't it? Um, and so God spoke. Uh, we see the method. We see the message. Uh, we see the messenger in, in verse 3 running. I mean, he rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. All right, so what principle, what O is brought out in verse 3 that we know can't happen? Okay, the omnipresence. You can't get away from God. You can't run from God. You can't. But the truth is people do or try to. Uh, by the way, uh, people don't physically try to go to another country like that necessarily to get away from God, although I think some probably do. Some maybe should be on the mission field who aren't there and aren't going and aren't planning to go because they're running from God. But I think sometimes we, we make it a missionary or someone who's supposed to go to a foreign land and they're not going, and we forget that Jonah really does epitomize any Christian who's running from God. Any Christian who says, hey, look, I'm not going to go God's way for my life. That could be, that could be in your marriage. That could be, that could be in, in your home and how to rear your children. It could be uh, just how you're, the kind of testimony you're going to be at work and whether you're going to witness to people and share with them the good news of the gospel. Look, here's a guy, a prophet, who's supposed to be a messenger of God, who's supposed to be a follower of God, obedient to God, and he just said, you know, I, I'm going to try to get away from God. No, he, he couldn't. But he did try. So God spoke, and we see that in these first three verses. And uh, God is always everywhere present. And, um, and so Jonah wasn't going to get away from God. And I am uh, thankful that God didn't let Jonah get away, and I'm thankful that he doesn't let me get away with running. And uh, by the way, you ought to know that. If, if you are running from God, you ought to know that God won't let you get away with it. Because, because he has a work for you to do. He has a ministry for you. He has people you need to reach. He has people you need to impact. And he's not going to let you run because he loves you and he loves the people you're supposed to have an impact upon. And that is a powerful message. So the omnipresent God won't let you get away. 
because he wants you to do what's right. Second thing I want you to see is starting in verse 4. So God spoke. I know you don't see that word, but i got to have alliteration. So verse 1 is God spoke. God's word came to Jonah. What's the second thing in verse 4? This fallacy of alliteration is right there. God sent. Okay? God spoke, and then God sent. Verses 4 to 16. God spoke in verse 1. God sent something. What did God send when Jonah tried to run? What? Wind. Okay, he said wind, a storm. Uh, when I asked the kids that, everyone kept wanting to say, a fish, a fish, a fish. <laughs> and, and he did, okay? He sent a fish, but that's later. Uh, he first sends a storm. He sent a mighty tempest in the sea so that the ship was like to be broken. You say, well, how bad was it? Well, it says in verse 5, the mariners were afraid. Now look, I, I don't know about you, but if you know anything, I, I always think of construction workers. I kind of put them in the same thing as of, of seafaring men, you know? I think of, of those guys as rough, tough characters that aren't phased by many things at all. They're probably very crude, rude, mean guys. Isn't that the, the picture you have? I, I, why, is that the kind of job you had? Is that why you No, all right. I, I just, just, just wondering, you know, because your wife is kind of, you know, um, no, you know, I just, I just think of them as those kind of things, things that wouldn't, wouldn't shake them. I mean, they've been in boats before, they've been in bad storms before, but this one terrified these guys. I mean, these men who've been on the sea, some probably most of their life, if not all their life, and they're terrified that they're going to die because my God controls the seas. Because my God is not just omnipresent where Jonah can't get away from him, but my God is also omnipotent. Thank you very much. That, well, that's coming in a little while, all right? But God is omnipotent. He is all-powerful so that he can control things to the extent that Jonah can't get away from God. Hey, you, well, he couldn't get it. He could have gone to Tarshish, and he still would have been near God, and God would have still been working with him. But God had a work for him to do, and He didn't want him to have to travel all the way back because these people needed to hear sooner than that. And so God then controls the weather. Uh, by the way, God does control the weather. He's been gracious this week. We've had some rain, and we're thankful for that. It's kind of getting dry a little bit. But you know, God has held it up, at least during vacation Bible time. And that has been, indeed, an answer to prayer. Um, now, that's, there's no promise in that. You know, if God sends rain, then he'll help us to adjust and make the changes. But the game director, I think, appreciates the fact that uh, he can do his games, and he can do his games outdoors. And uh, the kids aren't as they get scrapes and bruises falling on the driveway. But other than that, uh, the truth of the matter is um, God has taken care of a number of different things because he is a great God, and there's nothing he can't do. And this story reminds us of that. The first thing he did was he controls the weather. Um, Grace saw was sent. Uh, and by the way, uh, look at verse 15. I took up Jonah to cast him forth into the sea, and what do we what do we find right after that? Okay, it's done. It's gone. Just like when Christ was on the in in the boat himself, you remember? And this great storm rises up, and and uh, disciples say, "Lord, uh, cast thou not every perish." Lord, I care. I care. 
Are you of little faith? Uh, peace be still. It's, it's amazing. I, honestly, some of these stories in the Bible, I, I wish, I, you know, in my mind I can kind of picture them, but I wish I could have been there. Do, do you, ever, you ever felt that way? It's like, this must have been amazing because these guys, I mean, they're in this, we, we were doing it with the young people, I get, get you sick, you know, it's like, up and down, because that's what happens when you got a serious story, up and down, and probably lunch was coming up and down, you know, I mean, it was just, just that way, and then all of a sudden they throw, they they make the decision and they throw them overboard and calm. And just those men, by the way, feared. And God used even that to bring those men to himself. They feared God. They did. So he controls everything, controls the weather because he's omnipotent. And then he controls the animal kingdom. Verse 17, now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up uh, Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. We read these things and and uh, and we just go on our way. But think about that. I, you know, I heard one preacher say that that uh, you know, in the, you got all the stuff in the belly of the of this this great fish that was that was doing a job on Jonah. Okay, and when the the fish then threw him up, because that's what he did. Sounds gross. Okay, Jonah's just thrown up on, on the sand, and uh, and one preacher said that uh, he was probably bleached white because of the juices and everything else that would have been in the stomach of this whale. And it's no wonder that the people of Nineveh listened to the preaching of some guy that was just probably he hadn't been hadn't eaten for three days unless he ate seaweed and, weed and junk that was in the I doubt it, okay? And this guy who looked like ghastly after being, I, look, look, they didn't have, they didn't have Travel America where you can go and get a shower, you know? I mean, this guy had to look bad because he, he made it in a day to that place. And then, well, I, I know there's a question about it, but I mean, he made it quickly and he, he went through the city and started preaching. So I would suspect he got their attention just because of how he looked and maybe even how he smelled a little bit. You think? Okay, but God controlled that fish. God controlled that fish all the way from... I mean, we're talking about God had to have... He had to have the boat in a certain place, the fish in a certain place, at the exact right time because he isn't going to survive in this sea that's going up and down all that long. And by the way, if the sea calmed, what do you think they might have done? What do you think the seamen might have done? Try to rescue him. So the fish had to be there and had to just take him in one fell. <laughs> just, man, perfect timing, right? God was in control of that and all that. Man, we, we serve an amazing God. He is. He is omnipotent. There, there is nothing. If, if God can control and put a fish in a specific place, put a storm in a specific place, and a boat in a specific place at a specific time, and have them decide finally to throw him overboard, and at the right time, the fish is right there. We just have, we just have an amazing picture of the power of God. God sent. God sent a storm. God sent a fish. And, uh, and God 
God caused the fish to throw Jonah up. He's an all-powerful God. He's omnipotent. Um, and, and here's the reason. Because, because God loved some people who needed to hear the message of the gospel. Really, in essence, that's what it was. God's judgment is coming. And you need to repent. You know, that is the message of the gospel. It really is. It's, it's that simple. And God was so concerned, God was so concerned about the Ninevites that he controlled all these things in one guy's life. So he would get there and do what he needed to do. God had prophets in that day other than Jonah. Probably prophets that were closer to Nineveh than Jonah was. Why did he mess with Jonah? Because Jonah was the man that was needed to reach those people. That's it. Jonah was the man that was needed to reach those people. Third thing, in verse, uh, I, I put verse 17, and then going to chapter 2, I put God spared or God saved. He prepared a fish. Jonah prayed. God had the fish. After three days, given a little bit, little bit of time. By the way, God used that as well, because Jesus Christ used that as an illustration of his impending death, which kind of tells you how bad it was in that fish. How disgusting it was. How sickening it was. In fact, he talks about, in chapter 2, in pretty great de detail, about the... Obviously, the turmoil that's going on in his heart. I'll tell you something. I would think I would respond to that kind of call. <laughs> I, I'm dead. Lord, salvation. Here, here, he finally comes and prays. Salvation is of the Lord. If I ever get out of this, it's because of you. And and that seems to be the the if you would the breaking point where God then says, "Okay, Jonah, you're ready now." And I got a work for you to do. And uh, chapter two is is really it, it, look at what it says in verse one. What did Jonah do when he was in the in the belly? Okay. You know, isn't it amazing how we we he didn't pray. We haven't read anything about prayer in chapter one. But when do people pray? When when they're in the, when they're in the fish. When they're in the belly and they have no way out, the bottom of the barrel, right? Looking up, man, Lord, get me out of this. You, you know, we should be praying a long time before that. But that's when he prayed. And what do we what do we learn about? Well, well, a couple of things. I, I brought out the fact that the third O is, come on, brother, I'm sorry, you just said it a few minutes ago. Omniscience. You say, well, what do you mean omniscience? Well, who can hear a prayer in the depths of the ocean from the belly of a great fish? Except God, who knows all things. 
Um, we could probably talk about omnipotence because he controlled the, the, the animal, but certainly omniscience. God knows all things. God knows when we pray, wherever we are, what we pray, and what our heart is like, and what our need is, because he knows all things. Um, Jonah needed a wake-up call. And, and honestly, as much as I hate to admit it, there's, there's a lot of times I need wake-up calls. Where God, where God puts me in a fish and says, listen to me. There's people you need to reach that only you can reach. And I'm trying to send you to them. Go. Um, the lesson in the book of Jonah is about a rebellious prophet. The lesson in the book of, in the book of Jonah is also there is a God in heaven who so loves wicked sinners that he will go to extreme lengths so that they can hear the message of the gospel and be saved. And who he's going to use to do that are a bunch of Jonas in this room. The question is, will we hear God when he first speaks? Or will we make God deal with us until we come to the place where we say, God, okay, use me. I'll go. I'll do. I'll be what you want me to be. Use me as a messenger. Look, people, seriously, there are Ninevites all around us. There are spiritual Ninevites all around us in this area. Real spiritual Ninevites, but Ninevites nonetheless who needs someone to tell him. And that was one of the additional things that God just really challenged me about. And I hope it means something to you, as it's meant something to me. Uh, and God's still working in my heart about it. Father, thank you for the opportunity you've given us just for a few moments to look at the prophet John.